When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right, we got an Oilers game tomorrow. Our coverage will start at 6.30. Game at 8. Playing the Canucks again. NHL tonight in the third. Dallas up 4-1 on the Lightning. Flyers lead the Capitals 3-2. Detroit up 3-2 on the Blue Jackets in the second period. Minnesota with a 2-1 lead against Anaheim. Later, Blues at Vegas, Avalanche at Los Angeles, Coyotes at San Jose. Blue Jays trailing the Astros now 3-2. They're in the third inning. More limericks coming in. They're really picking up. The roadie goalie says Edmonton has a coach named Tippett. He constantly tells the players to rip it. They all play so strong, and don't get me wrong, they yearn for the cup they chase to sip wit. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. There was another good one I wanted to read. Eric from Drayton Valley. How are things in Drayton Valley? Used to love eating at Caesars in Drayton Valley when I was a kid, Eric. I wonder wonder if it's still open. That was a long time ago. There was a young man from Rogers Place who's going to win the scoring race. He scores points at will. He gives goalies a chill, and none can keep up to his pace. That's a solid entry there. Grace... There was a broadcaster named Reed talking about the Oilers is his deed. When McDavid arrived, tears of joy, Wilkins cried, since a Stanley Cup is Edmonton's need. That's pretty good. Sherry, there was once a guy named McDaddy. He made the other goalies look ratty. When he had the puck, they were crap out of luck because he's always looking for a hattie. Well, she almost made me swear there. <laughs> she, almost. She didn't, she didn't write crap. <laughs> Uh, okay. I really appreciate it, guys. That's that's uh, guys and gals. That's good stuff. 780-496-0063. Hey, Chris Morris is on the line. Well, this is a true treat. Head coach of the U of A Golden Bears football team. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Good. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing well. You should challenge your players to write a limerick about a teammate, and then they could read it before the next practice. That'd be good team building. <laughs> It's funny. We did a big family thing. This whole COVID has forced us to be very innovative. So we did a big family thing around culture of each guy on the team. And they all did these, like, uh, these video presentations on their own cultures. And they did, a couple guys did like, uh, TikTok stuff and all that. It was, it it was funny. Kind of like what you're talking about. It was, it was kind of neat. Right on. Well, I was talking about my mom in the last segment of the show who, uh, I mean, she she loves the uh, E football team. She loves the Oilers, and she would definitely uh, love U of A athletics as well. And actually, the U of S would be definitely a, a team that she does does not like very much. Um, Chris, I, I mean, I've gotten to know you a bit over the years, but I don't know uh, much about your your mother. Is there anything you you want to share about her impact going into Mother's Day? Yeah, no, my mother cared deeply about everything I did. Just uh, wasn't a big sports fan. So she <laughs> she wasn't really, the whole thing about playing football and all that, that wasn't really important to her. Just me being happy and me having, you know, a good life and all those sort of things. So the whole 
the sports thing to her, honestly, which I don't think she really understood it for the most part. It was kind of like, well, why? Uh, <laughs> even when I was playing pro, it was like, well, you don't have anything better to do with your time? <laughs> Run around hitting other guys? Or <laughs> so, but she was, like I said, supportive of anything that made me happy. But like I said, she wasn't a, she wasn't a sports person per se. Was she worried about your safety? Was that an angle for her? No, you know, my mom's British, so she like she's one of the like, and I don't know if anybody has British parents or not, but they're just very matter of fact, and like it's like, well, what is that going to do for you? <laughs> what, 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 what use is that? What you're doing right now? It was just it was just kind of a very matter of fact thing, and just like, well, you know, if you if you if it makes you happy, I guess that's great, but I don't really get it. And I'm certainly not going to sit and watch it for three hours. So, <laughs> oh wow, she does. She didn't watch, eh? <laughs> yeah, no, she was wasn't a sports fan, man. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's kind of funny that way. But you know, like I said, like it wasn't through lack of caring. It was just like, yeah, that <laughs> wasn't her thing. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's uh, that's cool. She she raised a good son. I, I can assure you that. Hey, uh, Cole Nelson got drafted first round by the Double E football team out of your program. That's pretty cool. Yeah, really, really good moment for him and his family. I know, you know, Cole was uh, Cole was the one guy we had actually that uh, that didn't defer his draft. And one of the reasons was some personal reasons, you know, with him and his family. And he wanted, you know, he was like, you know, I want to see what I can do right now, and you know, like maybe give my parents and give some positive things to, you know, for my family and all those sort of things. So it's it's really, really good for him that he went so early. Um, little surprising. Like, I, I didn't know he was going to go that early. I, you know, I think Cole's going to be a tremendous asset wherever he goes. But he, he didn't have a whole bunch of stuff on film from uh, from his last season here. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised when the Eskimos picked him so soon. Um, I guess mostly based on, you know, the his physical attributes and the things that he can bring and the kind of person he is. Because those are all off the charts. So I think he's going to have a great career. So how big is he again? Oh, he's six six three. I think he weighed in at three twelve or three thirteen when we were doing all the uh, all the video stuff for him. He he's a big human being. So he and he like he can really really move. Reed like he's move, he moves like like Carter's down in the NFL right now. Cole moves every bit as well as Carter, if not better. And uh, it's just like like I said, he just hasn't had. He just didn't get traction quite. He had a couple little injuries here and there, so he didn't quite have. He didn't get a chance to show, I think, his best on the field playing with us. But I, I, I'm telling you, when you watch him move and you watch him play, I can certainly see why why the Eskimos did what they did as early as they did. Because he was going to go somewhere, and at some point he's going to be playing in the CFL, and I think he'll play there for quite a while. Okay, so is he going to be on the interior, or is he going to be a rush? Well, I guess it's not your call now, but how do you see him? Well, he's 300 pounds, so he can't play outside. I don't think. Okay. You know what I mean, although right. he does, he does run sub five in his 40, right? So, but like he's, uh, yeah, he's a prototypical interior defensive lineman for them. Um, he's got great length, great explosion, you know, great flexibility. Like he can get really, really low. Um, lots of really, really good attributes for them to work with. I think their uh, their defensive line coach has got some nice clay to to mold into what he wants it to be. Okay, well, good for him and good for your program because uh, what well, you've you've on average you're probably over. Is it more than one a year being drafted of the U of A? Is it not? Yeah, we've gotten quite a few drafts over a lot. You know, we got like Tyler Henry was drafted, Ed Nicky, Corte Lawrence, Carter O'Donnell. Like we've had we've had lots of kids drafted, and uh, John Harkey, lots of lots and lots of kids drafted. A lot of linemen in particular, and and I really feel read the next few years here are going to be even better. Like we really have sort of, we finished filling the cupboards now and now we have these kids that, that are, that are maturing and getting into their fourth and fifth year and they're going to all start pumping through here. So like I said, we'll have, 
you know, I, I would I would imagine we'd have multiple guys drafted the next few years just with the kind of athletes we have now. So it's uh, it's been a long journey. Like I can't lie to you, it's it's been like you know when it took over seven eight years ago and we were last ranked in the country. There wasn't a whole bunch of guys at that point. There were three or four that could really play, but besides that, there were just a bunch of kids who really cared and wanted to wanted to do well. And now we've really filled the the shelves with lots of really good athletes that are they're training year round, and we feel we got a real good thing going. So it's it's been very gratifying watching watching the thing mature to where it is right now. Okay, Chris Morris, you have a football coach joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Can you fill everybody in on how next season is is going to work? Because uh, I, I believe Canada West put out an announcement today about the the format. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen the announcement yet, Reed. To be honest, with you, I haven't looked at it in detail. Um, from my understanding, is I know when the Vanier Cup is going to be, which is going to be in December. Um, that's the last I heard, and that we were going to be playing um, a, a little bit later, just starting a little bit later. But Reed, if there was an announcement today, I wasn't. It wasn't sent to me, so I, I haven't seen it yet. So I, I well, there's what a, but a six comment. but a six game. That's what I'm getting at, though. Like there's a six game season instead of an eight. That's what that's what I saw. Yeah, and that would be, I think, that's prudent, I think. I think we, you know, because we're going to, I don't think we're going to be able to start on time, but I do think when we do start, it'll be very simple. It'll be a, we'll be able to have a regular season like we normally would. So, like, I'll tell you, Reed, we're just excited to play. Like, we, we, we lose, we lost hardly anybody from the last time we played in a playoff game, you know, in, in a year where we, we played really, really close with some of the best teams in the country. So we're, we're excited to take the field again. We're really, really anxious to get going and to, you know, get some of these, uh, we were training like crazy and then the restrictions came in again. So we're hoping that maybe this, this reset here that the province has put in place, maybe that gets everything back to, back to sort of a stable level and then we can get back going into some training again, but we're really excited to play. Like it's, uh, it's been a long haul for us because we felt we were right on the verge of turning things into into being something pretty good for a while here and then all of a sudden the brakes got put on so yeah i don't think there's a more excited group in the country to get going again how do you feel about the recruiting class is it is it finished or can you still get guys yeah well we were ranked number one in the country with with the class we had um it was you know filled with great offensive linemen some great linebackers um we've you know we've pretty much wrapped up with that class. And like I said, it was the number one ranked team, number one recruiting class in the country. Um, and we've moved on. We're on to 22 and 23 right now. Actually, we're, we're getting close to being done with 2022s already because we're, you know, we're not losing that many guys over the next few years. So we, we, we've got the 30 or 40 guys for the 2022 recruiting class that we really, really like. And we're talking to them and their parents and their families extensively right now. And now we're starting to, we're starting the process of identifying the 2023 class. So like we'll be having some events coming up here to you know to showcase our program and you know our, our strength and conditioning program and our coaching and you know our uh, our leadership development program we'll have a big sort of virtual event for that group coming up here in the next little bit so yeah the <laughs> the recruiting is going really well it is a it's a year-round deal uh what are you watching these days are you watching uh, do you have time are you watching some hockey do you watch nba do you watch golf on the weekends what are you following yeah, you know what, man? I, I, I don't have a lot of time for that sort of – and I, it sounds strange because everybody's like, well, you guys aren't doing anything. <laughs> but the, the recruiting and, the, like, I, like our final marks just came in for all of our guys. And, you know, again, we did really, really well. But there's, there's always a few things I need to clean up with that. Um, the registrations for kids coming into school right now are going on. So I'm finishing off the, the, the last few guys getting into school here as well. 
Um, I have lots of year-end conversations with all my guys right now. We, you know, I talk to every single guy, and we sort of go through where they stand with their scholarship and with, you know, with the place in the team and all those sort of things. So there's, there's, it's quite busy right now. I just, and a lot of it has to happen in the evening because everybody's working during the day, right? Because all the kids need jobs. Like one, one thing a lot of people don't understand about youth sports is these kids, even the kids that are on scholarship. Like they have to work all summer. Like scholarship just means they're going to pay some of their tuition, or, or in some cases, most of their tuition. A lot of these guys, like they, they, they I say a lot of them, they all need to need to have full time jobs in the in the summertime. So these guys are, you know, they're training hard in the summer, but they're also working. So when I go to when I go to talk to guys, I can't really do it during the day. During the day, I have to do it in the evening. So the evenings right now, I don't have a lot of time to watch stuff just because I'm so busy talking to kids and talking to recruits and parents. Well, hopefully we didn't pull you away from that too much tonight, Chris. I always love having you on the show. Uh, thanks for filling us in on Cole Nelson. And, of course, I uh, look forward. Right, I think we're getting closer to actually having games to talk about. So I look forward to that day, man. Thanks for checking in. Thanks, Reed. Much appreciated. Talk- that is Chris Morris, the head coach of the U of A Golden Bears football team. Good up- update from him. We're also going to get an update here on what's going on with the Oilers farm team, the Bakersfield Condors. Ryan Holt is on the line, who's their uh, play-by-play voice. Hey Ryan, thanks for checking in on short notice. Uh, so, so you're in you're in Colorado. What has happened tonight? Uh, so we're we're actually at home. We're we're home. Oh, sorry, tonight. sorry. Uh, so, yeah. So we we had a home game tonight against Colorado. It was game two of a three game home stand. Uh, everything was all good. Uh, we were supposed to start at, at six o'clock. Guys went out for warm ups at you know five twenty nine, like the normal time, and then. Uh, about 5.37, 5.38, there's probably about seven or eight minutes left in warm-ups, which is usually about 15 minutes. Uh, I noticed that Colorado only had 17 players on the ice for, for warm-ups, usually 18. Uh, and Keith Gretzky, uh, Oilers AGM, and uh, the Condor general manager, uh, came down to the bench and uh, usually never appears on the bench and uh, figured something might be a Bruin at that point. Um, and he went over to, to Jay Woodcroft, our head coach, and, um, then Jay called over Brad Malone. The whole team kind of gathered together, and, and then uh, the men in orange went immediately off the ice, and uh, Colorado was kind of, you know, standing out there looking around, seeing what happened. But, uh, yeah, it took about 10 minutes to figure out what was going on, but it looks like, a you know, a COVID protocol uh, affecting Colorado uh, kind of uh, put a kibosh on uh, on the game tonight. So, um, you know, it's not uh, not a condor situation. Not that that matters. We, you know, don't need to play the blame game. Uh, it's obviously a... You know, worldwide thing and um, you know no game tonight and uh, we'll we'll get back after it tomorrow I guess at five o'clock okay but is there a wait and see for that one or is you pretty optimistic uh, I don't think it's uh, I think we're fairly optimistic it's not affecting the condors and um, you know most uh, you know here in the states and and you know not to say that this is a rare occurrence but uh, this is the first time I've seen it in our, in our division uh, at least you know this late in the in the proceeding and also um, it's a it's a situation where you know I think 80% of our team, uh, you know 85% of our team is, is currently vaccinated. So um, you know there's a, a good chunk of uh, players on, not only on the Condors but on the Eagles too that are that are vaccinated. So this is kind of a surprise. We kind of thought we were kind of out of the woods on this, but uh, you know just a reminder that uh, you know things happen and, and hopefully it's a false positive and hopefully uh, you know nobody's sick and, and nobody's. Uh, you know, having uh, any issues here. Okay, Ed, Ryan, I know you got to go right away. I just want to get in one more because I was talking about the, the tournament yeah. for the Pacific Division. Uh, what are your possible uh, seat? Like, are you going to finish first or second or will be first, second or third for the tournament? What's shaking down? 
Yeah, they, the Condors could finish as low as third uh, for, for the tournament, so we really don't have to worry about that, that play-in tournament. So basically what they're doing is uh, the seven teams in the Pacific all qualified, if you will. It's the only division uh, playing postseason. Uh, four and seven are going to play a one game. Uh, five and six are going to play a one game. Those games will be in Irvine, California on a Tuesday after the season. The two winners will meet the next night, and then that team will become the fourth seed, which will take on the one seed um, in a best-of-three and then the two and the three will play in a best of three. Those two winners come out of it and play a best of three to the side, uh, kind of the Pacific Division champion. All of those games will be at the higher seed. So uh, if you're the one seed, you're guaranteed to playing every game on home ice uh, the rest of the way. Um, so that's a that's a positive. That's certainly a nugget to shoot for for the final. Well, we've got four games left in the regular season now. Three are against Henderson, which is the other team at the top of the division. Um, if this game doesn't get made up uh, which i don't see how there's a possibility it could um just because of you know the lack of days left in the season uh in colorado having to come back to bakersfield just doesn't seem plausible so um if that's the case the condors and henderson will actually play the same amount of games uh and this actually you know from a a weird playoffs perspective it kind of helps the condors because now they have fewer games to play and um you know, they don't have to accumulate more points than Henderson necessarily um, because of points percentage. So if we play the same amount of games, we have three games against Henderson next week, that will kind of decide the one seed, I think, and uh, the loser will get the two seed. Okay. Hey, appreciate that update, Ryan. Hopefully everybody's safe and the game goes ahead tomorrow. Thanks for jumping on on short notice. Thanks, guys. Not a problem. Appreciate it. That's Ryan Holt, play-by-play voice for the Bakersfield Condors, the Oilers farm team in the AHL. So yeah, the, sorry, the game's in California. I said earlier it was in Colorado. It's in it's in Bakersfield. He explained that and uh, some sort of an issue with a Colorado player. And out of an abundance of caution, they are not going to play that game tonight. It's 7.23, Inside Sports on Chet. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. Oilers and Canucks tomorrow. 6.30 face-off show game at 8. All here on 6.30. Chad Jack Michaels will be on the play-by-play tomorrow with Bob Stoffer doing the analysis. Of course, Rob Brown will join me. I think we're going to wrangle Joaquin Gage to be on the show tomorrow. He's always fun. Got a limerick here from MG who says, There was once an athlete named Connor who played hockey with skill and such honor. If there's no Stanley Cup, when his contract is up, his fans hope he isn't a goner. That's pretty good. David says, there was once a team of flames whose players made all sorts of claims until it was clear as they cried in their beer, they'd all earn nothing but blames. <laughs> That's some creative people here tonight. The, the limerick thing has gone over pretty well. 780 <laughs> Philadelphia leading Washington 3-2 in the final minute. I have that game on the tube here. The Capitals have pulled their goaltender as they will try to tie that one up. I was checking something else today. Remember, was it last Friday, the Friday before, Kellen? It was National, what was it, National Hairball Awareness Day? I think it was last Friday, was it not? Today is National, today is National No Pants Day. So there's the excuse you were all waiting for, everyone. Did you take advantage of it? There's actually a national no-pants day, and it's today. You may have already missed the opportunity to really take advantage of it. 
<laughs> Once again, Kellen Kennedy's speechless. Yeah. I got nothing to add there. Kellen's like, why did I go into broadcasting? This is what I wound up doing. All right. We got Murray McCourt from the ranch coming up. We'll wrap up the Oil Kings season. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chad. update here flyers beat the capitals 4-2 late in the third dallas leading tampa bay 5-2 red wings knock off the blue jackets 5-2 ducks and wild 2-2 late in the second period couple other games uh, three other games coming up later oilers tomorrow eight o'clock puck drop at rogers place our coverage starts with the face-off show at 6-30 the blue jays trail the astros 3-2 that's in the bottom of the fourth I have requested text by Limerick tonight. I'm very happy with the response because honestly, I wasn't sure anybody would even try to write one. This person says there was once an oiler named nurse got a stick to the face. Boy, that hurts. Attempted knee to the head. Oh my God, you're so dead. May his face in your dreams be a curse. It's pretty good. This texter says, the Oilers coach is Tippett. He tells the guys, just rip it. And if they do not, they lose their spot. Their team, their name from the team will be Snippet. That's not bad. And that texture says, keep the ham. Well, somebody rejecting one of our inside sports canned hams. I'm not sure I've ever been so hurt about anything. Uh, Trucker T texting in from Nebraska. Well, Trucker T, thanks for listening while you're in uh, Nebraska. Really appreciate that. 780-496-0063. Murray McCourt on the line. General Manager, Executive Golf Pro at the Ranch Golf and Country Club. Uh, It is golf season, though, as we know, Murray, nothing is uh, quite as it was in the past. First of all, how are you doing? It's nice to talk to you again. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, hanging in there through all of this. How about you? I've been doing all right. Uh, I I cover a lot of hockey. I haven't been able to swing a club yet, so at some point I'll see you out there. <laughs> but uh, I, the way I look at it is the less I golf, the deeper the Oilers have gone into the playoffs. So it's a trade-off I'll take after uh, years of, of, of no playoffs. I, I, let, yeah. I, let me hear it from you because I've read some stuff and I've heard people talking about it. What are the regulations currently placed on golf courses in the province? Well, starting on Monday, uh, golf courses, like uh, like a lot of things, are uh, only to be played with your household only, or if you are living alone, you're allowed two people as your single cohort. Uh, that You can play golf if you're in that situation as well. But household only, or if you're single, with your two uh, cohort uh, people, that's that's it. That's uh, at this moment. That's what you're allowed to play golf with starting on Monday, and obviously that has uh, sent the the industry, uh, you know, upside down, trying to figure out how they're going to best manage this and and make it work for both, uh, you know, their business as best uh, best uh, as we all can with our business, and you know, take care of as many of our customers as, as we can, but. Uh, 
it's not going to be a fun three weeks if uh, if that's uh, how long it lasts, and hopefully it only lasts that long. So, so is that? To me, that seems kind of awkward for you guys. I, I guess you probably know a lot of your customers, but you like, you, do they expect you to ask for driver's licenses to prove addresses, or do you just hope people more or less, you know, respect the regulations? Well, to be honest, the uh, the vast majority of golf courses are going to uh, only be booking twosomes. Uh, us included at the ranch, uh, it's, it's twosomes only. Uh, and, you know, the th- same thing that we all saw with patios, everyone knows that, you know, 80, 90% of the people that were on patios, even though it was supposed to be single cohort only or your household, but it was maximum tables of six. Well, if there's six guys sitting at a table together or six women sitting at a table together, the odds of them all living together are probably not very good and if you can only have a single cohort if you're single and live alone a cohort of two people well how are you out with at a table of six i mean people weren't following the rules and you know i think that's where golf courses are at with this for the most part is that uh, if you have four a foursome out uh, the odds of that foursome being legit and not breaking the rules is pretty slim uh, so most golf courses are, are just going to eliminate that as an option and and have it be twosomes only. Now, of course, that does not make everybody happy because with that, in a lot of cases, people that want to play on their own or normally book as a single are going to have an awfully tough time finding a place to play. Some golf courses are going to allow singles. and uh, But if you're a family, a uh, husband and wife with two kids, you're going to have an awfully tough time finding a place that's going to allow you to play as the foursome together. So uh, it's, there's no way to do this that's going to make everybody uh, happy, but, uh, you know, golf courses have to make the best decisions they can for their own business and and try to follow the rules as best they can and, and move on from there. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good explanation, and I think you said it right. If, if things go well, it's three weeks, and then hopefully things are it's It's three weeks is the plan right now? Well, that's what they're saying now. The uh, rumor mill is is rampant, and you and many people may have uh, heard about Jason Kenney's press conference this morning, where he did specifically get asked about golf. And I saw the snippet on, on this, and he basically agreed with the reporter, saying that uh, yeah, it's it's uh, golf is something where you can properly social distance, and he was going to have a conversation with. Uh, Dina Hinshaw and see if uh, there might be a way to to change some things that made it possible to golf. So nothing, uh, uh, there's been lots of rumors and lots of speculation going around all day since then about uh, what may or may not be happening. So, you know, uh, it, it could change uh, a lot sooner than the, the three weeks, but, you know, I wouldn't hold, hold my breath on that, but uh, it's certainly something that's still being discussed. Okay. Well, thanks for that update. And uh, I, I, I mean, I know the ranch and, and courses all over have been very, uh, you know, from what I know from my golf last year, very, very respectful, very careful, very, very safe. So I don't think golf courses are really a, a problem in this. But thanks for explaining that. Murray McCourt from the ranch joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, when I when I go to the ranch, it's always in great shape. Uh, I I love the course because there's a lot of variety. I think it's a, a good test that can accommodate a lot of different um, 
you know, levels of ability of golfers. Cause as you know, Murray, I ain't that good, but I feel like if I go out there and play well, I'm not going to get punished if I hit a good shot, uh, which I like how, 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 anything new at the course this year and how, what condition is it in? Well, of course uh, is uh, unbelievable. The greens are so good right now uh, for uh, not even for this time of year. The greens are just so good right now. It's, it's uh, unbelievable. Uh, the condition that Derek, our superintendent has the golf course in and uh, you know, I, I played today in this miserable cold and wind and it's just, it's just mind boggling that it's early May and the greens are that good, but you know, that's spectacular, but, uh, you know, on the course, we, we've done so much over the past few years, as you know, with our big bunker project and you know, the work we did last year on 15 and 16. So we haven't done a whole lot on the course, but, uh, you know, we did do a bunch of work this soft season uh, inside the clubhouse, painted the entire building, and uh, starting on Monday, we're actually painting the outside of the building. So next time you come there, you might not recognize it, but... Uh, uh, some more cosmetic work that way has been what we've been focusing on uh, this off season. Awesome. Uh, let people know how they can book as well. Well, you can book uh, either by phoning our pro shop for 780-470-4700 or online uh, the ranchgolf.com. All right. Well, Murray, we're going to be having you on throughout the golf season here. Really appreciate you letting everybody know what's going on. Hopefully our future interviews are uh, are less about restrictions and just more about getting out there and uh, and everybody playing because it's such a great sport and uh, the ranch is uh, so top-notch. And I'm really are glad that you're with us again for another golf season. Well, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. And, you know, one thing i just like to add is, is uh, you know, when it comes to these regulations and whatnot that are in place, the golf courses aren't the ones that are making the rules. And and so don't be shooting the messenger when it comes to the golf courses. We're doing the best we can do under some pretty difficult circumstances. So, uh, uh, you know, just everyone just has to adjust and, and do what we have to do here over the next three weeks. And, and hopefully life can get a little bit more closer to normal after that. Yeah, yeah, well said, and that, and that's a good point. You guys are just following uh, the regulations like everybody else, and and I and I again, I do think you guys do it great, and I think I, I maybe I shouldn't generalize, but when I golfed last year at a few places, everybody was was awesome and and understood, and I think golfers are being good about it too. Thanks for checking in, Murray. I really appreciate it, man. No problem. Have yourself a great night. That is Murray McCourt. GM, executive golf pro at the Ranch Golf and Country Club. So that's how it's uh, shaken down. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, probably most courses are just going to offer twosomes. Not ideal. Of course, we've been saying that a lot over the last 14 months, but uh, hopefully in three or four weeks, things will change for the better. We're going to call a quick timeout. We'll wrap up the Edmonton Oil King season. It was an awesome one. Final limerick of the night is an email from William. Inside sports at 630ched.com. There was once a host who loved limerick, not the sort of chap you'd have dinner with. He'd always feign laughter and hear ever after, not admit to the fact he's illiterate. That's pretty good. From the Edmonton Oil Kings, it is Josh Williams. Josh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for taking time to jump on the show today. 
Man, oh man, you wrapped up the season. It was obviously a quick one, but at least you got one in. How are you sort of reflecting on everything that the team's been through over about the past 13 months? Yeah, I'm definitely I'm proud of our guys this year. You know, it's always difficult circumstances coming into this year, not so in, sort of knowing what to expect. And our team definitely went through a lot of a lot of injuries, lost, missed a lot of man games this year, and like we had a lot of gutsy performances to pull out wins. So I'm couldn't say more. Super proud. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys only lost two games in regulation time. So how do you feel about the success of the team? but also second year in a row, you're denied playoffs and a chance to actually make a run at the title. Yeah, it's always nice to have success as a team. You know, it's always more fun around the rink when you're winning, that's for sure. Yeah, but then always yeah, having these two years where with no playoffs, it's definitely sort of dampers the spirit a little bit. You're having a good team, think you can make a run and that getting taken away from you definitely hurts. Yeah. I mean, you, but you guys must have had pretty high expectations going into this season. I don't know if you thought you'd only lose two games in regulation, but I assume you guys felt, yeah, we're going to be pretty good. Yeah, we sort of came into the year knowing or knowing the team we had and the guys we had on it. So, I, yeah, coming to the year, we definitely expected to be a good team this year, but I think things almost went better than expected, I guess. Yeah. Well, good for you guys to have such a great season. How did it feel the last couple of games because you had a final home game such as it was playing with really nobody in the stands I think you had some mm -hmm. scouts and media at each game and then the finality of, of of last night in Medicine Hat how did it just sort of feel at the end those final few minutes in the dressing room with the guys yeah I think definitely after the last game it was emotional you know knowing that was probably the last time that group of guys was going to be in a dressing room together and I think our biggest focus for our last couple of games was just there's a lot of guys in that room, especially our 20-year-olds who spent a lot of time in this league. So we wanted to finish the year off right for them and not take time off. Yeah. Uh, well, what, and what's next for you, though? Because did you have one year left or was this it? Yeah, I, I got one year left. You got one year left. Okay, so you're, you're planning on coming back or what? what's going Yeah, that's the plan. Okay, good, good. <laughs> well, the, the, we're happy to have you coming back. Um, what did you do during the the pause as it's often called i mean did you go home did you get to work out did you skate what was that stretch of time like yeah like the summer before the season i guess the year before the season is a little bit different you know not knowing when you're coming back so trying to plan your off season was definitely challenging um i think in the summer i had a good mix i definitely trained a lot but i was also to find i found some things i could do sort of get away from the like the everyday grind of an off season and stuff so I had a really good balance in the summer yeah i heard a rumor that you guys use a golf simulator and you had a pretty memorable shot yeah i, I was the only guy this year get a hole in one on the golf simulator so it's a little bit of bragging rights <laughs> what course was it uh tpc scottsdale okay so <laughs> So this is the one where you, you hit the ball kind of into a screen and then it yeah. tracks the flight for you? Yeah. Who, who saw it? Were a lot of guys around? Oh, yeah, it was pretty funny, actually. So, so, so our older guys uh, that are not in high school, after we, did, we do, like, our upgrading or university class, we sort of uh, have some time off to go eat and stuff. So a lot of some of the older guys are just around. And I had a shot and it went in and... Everybody started cheering and going nuts. So a lot of the younger kids are just across the room doing school and stuff. So the 
So our education advisor wasn't too happy. <laughs> well, I, hopefully he or she understood that that's, yeah. that's pretty cool to get. Have you ever had a hole in one in real life? And do you even golf in real life? Yeah, I, I do. I spend a lot of time in the summer golfing, but never had a hole in one before. I texted, texted my dad to see if that one counted. And he said, no. I, I got to agree with your dad. I'm sorry. Maybe it's a generational thing. Yeah, but I think yeah. we got to confine it to just this, a simulated hole-in-one. Josh Williams from the Oil Kings joining us on Inside Sports. I want to ask you about a couple of guys. Dylan Gunther, who won gold last night at U18, is probably going to be drafted really high. What's it like being a teammate of this guy? Yeah, uh, Dylan's a special player. Uh, whatever team's lucky enough to draft him is going to get a great hockey player. And another just an awesome guy off the ice. Uh, his leadership ability at such a young age is incredible. And then just his play on the ice speaks for himself. He's always in the right spot. He can produce. He can do everything. He plays a little bit of grit in his game. Like, he's the whole package. And Sebastian Costa, I mean, his stats indicate that he virtually never got scored on. It didn't happen, <laughs> it didn't happen very often. And now he's being talked about, you know, maybe going in the middle of the first round. Yeah, Coase is definitely a, a confidence lower in practice, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, then again, whatever team gets to draft him, they're going to get a number one goalie. They're going to get a guy who works hard, who takes pride in himself, takes pride in his game, and is going to be a very good goalie for a long time. Yeah, well, two big parts of the team for sure. Well, Josh, thanks for checking in. It was awesome following you guys this season. Congratulations on on all the wins. You know, I know disappointing that there's nothing else to pursue here, but uh, I do think this was a really special season for the Oil Kings nonetheless. Thank you so much for checking in tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. That is Josh Williams from the Edmonton Oil Kings, 22-1. and one. Their final record. Oilers and Canucks tomorrow on 6.30. Chad, face-off show at 6.30. The game will start at 8. Looking forward to bringing you that. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy's your studio producer. Thank you for participating in the show. Love the limericks. Hope you enjoyed it. Talk to you tomorrow night. Take care. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.